This is episode number 111 of Patrick Jones Baseball, and on this episode, we have the CEO of Field Level, Brenton Sullivan. Um, Field Level is a recruiting app. Um, it's very cool, and we get into why it's a little bit different than some of the other um, recruiting services out there because it helps connect the player to the college coach by utilizing um, the high school or summer baseball coach as well. So it's it's very cool. Um, I get questions a lot about you know the best ways to get recruited to play college baseball. So I reached out to Field Level, and Brenton was kind enough to come on the show, and I'm just trying to help out as many many players as possible and, and parents because. Um, how would you know the best ways to get recruited um, if you've never been through the process before or maybe you didn't have a good experience or if you're not you know, getting anywhere um, and you're still playing or still wanting to play? So um, without further ado, here is Brenton Sullivan. All right, and we are now live with Brenton Sullivan, who is the C- CEO of Field Level. Brenton, thanks for coming on today. Hey, thanks for having me here. So <clears throat> I know we were just talking um, off the air about how you actually you grew up in Northern California. Um, give us some background on your um, your experience playing baseball. Yeah, so grew up in Northern California. I actually went to a boarding school in Southern California called Thatcher, very small school. And played a lot of sports there and had a couple opportunities to maybe go play some basketball. Ultimately, ended up going to USC and walking onto the baseball team there. I was a bullpen catcher. And it was during that time at SC that I was in the entrepreneurial program and wrote a business plan about how an interconnected network of coaches um, would have allowed my high school coaches to actually go to bat for me and, and help me find the right college fit. Um, versus sort of my journey, which was I didn't know what to do and didn't know exactly who to turn to or where to go to find an opportunity to play at the next level. And um, that's how Field Level was born, out of a business plan that I wrote when I was a, uh, when I was a student at USC and I was a, a bullpen catcher on the baseball team. So how did you get to, be, get to walk on at USC? You know, I was there for – for the orientation and I went to the baseball offices and I basically said, Hey, you know, I'm going to be a student here. Do you guys do walk on tryouts? And I met with the pitching coach and he said, yeah, we, we, we have walk on tryouts coming up in about a month. And I said, well, I'm a catcher. And if you guys ever need anyone to catch some bullpens, I'd be happy to do that. And he said, you know what? We actually do. And I went out and caught a bullpen. And after the bullpen was done, uh, he basically said, yeah, you, you can, you can come on out here and, and play. Cause you know, I loved catching. I, I love the process of helping the pitchers. I lo- it's a it's a really unique position where you're really supporting the pitcher, but you can see the entire field. And I just I really loved giving them feedback and helping everyone sort of up their game. And was able to talk to the pitching coach afterwards about what I saw and you know what I what I liked. And and uh, I was lucky enough that they they gave me an opportunity to come out and and catch a ton of bullpens and work with their staffs and. Um, continue to play. Um, did you guys have? I know I don't know how old you are, but I know back in the day USC. That I know didn't Mark Pryor go there, and didn't a couple other big leaguers go there too? Yeah, absolutely. R- rich baseball history. Uh, you know USC is actually 
got the most national championships uh, or college world series championships out of any school in the country. Um, Mark Pryor, you know, you can go back to, to Randy Johnson and Mark Randy McGuire. Johnson there? Yeah. Randy Johnson was a pitcher there. I didn't know that. Uh, Mark McGuire was there. Um, prior, you know, when I was there from 2003 and that class, um, you know, Jeff Clement was the catcher actually, uh, on the team and, and he went on to the big leagues. Uh, Ian Kennedy, uh, played there. There, there are a ton of there are a ton of pitchers that that came out of uh, came out of USC. Lucas Duda is a first baseman. He's still playing. So oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of a lot of great players. So after you you, uh, you graduated there, did you go into starting field level right away? Yeah, you know, I had the opportunity to to start field level right away, but I got some really great advice, and uh, you know, I, I sat down with a couple of my sort of mentors, people I looked up to, and you know, one of them said. Look, if you if you want to work in this business, you seem to have a really great grasp over what the athlete was lacking this, throughout this experience. You've done a lot of research, and it seems like you have some really great insight into how a high school coach could have gotten more involved and and been helpful throughout this process. What you don't really have is an understanding of just the difficulties that are going on from the college's level. And I thought that was a, that was great advice because I'd done a bunch of research. I'd gone out and talked to a bunch of college coaches and asked them about their process. And I had talked to a, a lot of parents and athletes sort of asking them sort of, where do you turn to during the recruiting process? And how do you manage this? And how do you navigate it? Um, and, and high school coaches, I talked to them and I knew there was a need for high school coaches because they were sort of saying, gosh, I'm not really sure if I'm supposed to be involved in the recruiting process or what can I do? A lot of them felt intimidated to actually start talking to college coaches. And so I actually took that advice and I, I became the director of operations at USC. I basically committed to that for a year. So through the years uh, 2007 to 2008, I was the director of operations and basically worked, um, you know, did a lot of the, the sort of day-to-day management of that team and uh, looking at how we were recruiting athletes and processing them and looking at our database of athletes that we are constantly sort of trying to figure out, okay, well, you know, what do we need? And um, I was working closely with the recruiting staff there, had had a really great uh, recruiting coordinator that just had tons of contacts. And I, I, I learned a lot while I was throughout that year, which helped refine the process of how field level was was built. And 2008 was when I left and, and started, um, started working on field level full time. So that, that year you were at USC, what did you find in terms of how they recruited um, their players? Yeah, there were, so I, I'd say there was one instance. I got a call. Um, being the director of operations, I was a little bit the gatekeeper. And so I, I managed all the data. I managed a lot of sort of the organization of the team, but also our database of athletes. Um, you know, we had, we had a database of probably 10,000 athletes that – we had their names and email addresses and sort of knew of them uh, in some respect. Now, you can whittle that down to about 250 athletes that were really on our radar. This is These were athletes that had been identified by either our recruiting coordinator or head coach as these are the types of athletes that we want to recruit. And so that spanned all the years. That spanned, you know, hey, here are the seniors that are on our radar, the juniors, the sophomores, the freshmen. Uh, we didn't go too much into eighth grade, seventh grade level, but there were, there were certain athletes that had – um, had physical talent at a young age that, that were on that list. And so I was managing that list and we were really trying to go after them and figure out, you know, just because you like a player doesn't mean the player is necessarily going to pick you. And especially the players that, that USC, that, that we liked at the time, the top talent guys, they had the opportunity to go pro. They had the opportunity to go probably tons of different schools. And 
So um, one time I got a call and it was a high school coach and he said, um, hey, you know, I uh, I ran into your recruiting coordinator about two months back at, at some event and uh, I, I don't think he'll remember me, but I got a player who was interested in USC. Um, sister went there and this guy is a junior right now, but he's starting to throw in the high 80s and uh, I think he's got some interest and, you know, can I basically get on the line with him? And I said, oh, please hold. And I went in and said, told the recruiting coordinator, hey, I got this high school coach on the line. He said he's got a player pretty good. Um, and the recruiting coordinator said, yeah, patch him through. And we basically put him on speaker and I just sat down and listened. And what he basically said, he's like, look, I got a kid. You know, I, I've seen some pretty good kids come through our program. And uh, I got a baseball player here that who's who's really good. And I think you should be aware of him. I just want to make sure he's on your radar. And, and he, you know, he really likes USC, although we're from Northern California. There's not a lot of kids that come down to USC from there. You know, I, I think you guys would have a shot at him. And so afterwards, you know, the, our recruiting coordinator thanked him for the call and said, hey, thank you so much. I got your information. I'll, you know, I'll be following up. And afterwards, he said, uh, yeah, put that player on the on the top list. And I sort of said, wow, you know, basically off that coach's recommendation, you're going to put him on our coveted list of about, you know, 250 guys. I mean, for that class, it was probably like 30 guys that we were going after. And he said, yeah, he said, look, that guy's got some good experience. You know, I don't know him personally yet, but I know a couple of the players that he had, he had coached before. And, um, he seems, seems really credible. And he said, you know, and this is how it works. You know, if this guy ends up burning me, I'll never go back to him for a player again. But if this guy has a good player and this, this athlete actually turns out to be a, a solid recruit, then, um, you know, I've developed a relationship with this high school coach and, and that's what this business is all about. It's about relationships and, and getting credible, real information from the right type of people. And that really changed my perspective because here I was trying to figure out how do we allow more athletes like myself that were going through this process to actually find the right types of schools. And, you know, I'd, I'd written this business plan ar around a network that would have allowed my high school coach to be my advocate. Very similar to when a student is applying to college and they go get their physics teacher to write them a recommendation for their college application. Uh, we were trying to apply that process to sports. And that was the, that was a lot of what the business plan had sort of dialed in on. And what I realized there was that this network of coaches really needed to give high school coaches the ability to do exactly what happened there. And so, you know, that guy had called and reached out and he was basically being proactive for his athlete and advocating for them and saying, look, I'm a credible reference. I think this guy's got some amazing talent. You know, at the end of the day, he did you know that that athlete didn't end up coming to, to, to USC and he, and he, uh, ended up getting drafted. But at the end of the day, that was a, it was an amazing player. And, um, it sort of changed the way that I, that I thought about how recruiting worked and became sort of an anchor for how field levels network evolved over time to allow high school coaches to basically do that at, at more scale and, and give them a protective environment where they could advocate for their athletes. So do you think the biggest thing that separates, um, what you guys do at field level is it has um, the middleman, the coach, kind of connecting the player and the um, and the college coach versus where regularly, I'm sure college coaches get just thousands of emails just from kids just sending their um, recruiting videos in um, with no no one kind of there to like to give them any legitimacy. Yeah, I, I think you you hit it on the head there. It's college coaches really value an athlete's coach's opinion. That's probably the best source of information. Obviously, you can go right to the athlete, but 
you know, if you go to the athlete or their parents, you know, sometimes these athletes and parents, they're just, they're not quite aware of what it takes to play at that next level. You know, we talk to athletes sometimes and they'll say, I'll say, uh, yeah, you know, you want to go play division one baseball or, you know, you want to go play for this particular school. Have you ever been out to one of their games? And watched one of their players at, at your position and seen, you know, what sort of skills they have and the physicality of that particular position. And sometimes the answer is no, I haven't. And what you realize is that these parents and athletes are going through this process and they're kind of playing this mass marketing game where they're saying, well, I want to get some exposure. What do I do here? And I guess I'll just send my information out to as many people as I possibly can and then colleges just get swarmed and, and bombarded with information. And so, yeah, I, I think the the major differentiator here is that um, field level includes includes an athlete's coach in that process, and then also gives those coaches really great utilities to manage their athletes' recruitment process, to to track it and make sure that they're in the loop as this athlete's progressing, and then also access to this great network of college coaches that have basically said, look, I'm signing up for field level because I want to hear the opinion of coaches. You know, I'm going to start making connections, and if a coach has a an athlete that they want to put on my radar, then I am welcoming that on this protected platform because it's not where an athlete or a parent or some random third-party service can just reach out to them and start blasting them with information. It's, yeah. it's really the coach community. Yeah, yeah, and I and that definitely does happen on a regular basis. Um, mm-hmm. My next question is going to be kind of playing devil's advocate here. What if what if your coach doesn't really want to do that? What if he doesn't want to really help uh, the, help the player, or he's busy doing something else? Is that why maybe a, a, a summer team is really important? Or what, what would you do then? Well, there's there's two things, and and we do get this uh, sometimes from from parents and athletes that reach out that say, look, I'm, I'm part of your process. I heard about field level from another player that had great success. I'm not having the same type of success, and a lot of it has to do with my coach. They're just not getting involved, and so what we do is we do two things. First, our attempt is to really try to educate the parent and the, the athlete on just how important that coach is, and then also educate the coach on their role throughout the recruitment process. And we do that by basically arming the athlete and parents with, with great questions. I say, look, it as an athlete and a parent, you don't just walk into the coach's office and say, hey, help me get recruited. It's part of your job. That's not the right approach. The right approach is to say, hey, coach, I'm interested in going to the next level. And I'd like your guidance. I'd like your help in, in giving me some tools to navigate this process. Here's my list of target schools. Can you give me your opinion? Am I shooting for the right types of schools? And what you're doing there is rather than going to the coach and saying, hey, help me, what you're saying is just give me your opinion on my target schools list here. And it starts to open up that conversation because a high school coach will say, wow, oftentimes what we hear from high school coaches is, wow, I didn't even know this player had the desire to go to the next level. You know, this guy's pretty quiet. Now he's got some skills. I know he's a hard worker, but he had never told me that he wanted to go play college ball. Now all of a sudden he comes in and says, hey, I put together this list of about 20 schools and I've given it a lot of thought. I've done my research. What do you think? And if the coach goes, wow, you know, I look at this list and I see, you know, seven, eight schools that I think are actually a good fit. Well, now now you're onto something. Now you can say, great. Do you have any relationships there? You know, hey, they're on field level. Would you mind, you know, creating an introduction through the field level network and actually getting me on their radar? So that's one approach is like just education. The second approach is, well, if your high school coach really is not or you're, you know, you're on a club team and they're really not sort of engaging with this tool and, and 
trying to help the opportunities here, well, then it might be time to find another coach that can be your advocate as well. And we always tell athletes, it's, it's, it's best to have multiple references. So even if you're a high school athlete and your high school coach is doing everything that they possibly can, if you play on a club team, you're going to want to get that club team involved in your profile as well because it's just a second resource for a college coach. If they come to your profile and they read the assessment that your high school coach has written, then they read the assessment that your club coach has written, they can reach out to both of them and sort of say, you know, dig in a little bit deeper. That's a really great thing. And so if an athlete is actually running into this process where their coach isn't helping them, then yes, I'd say turning to a club team is um, – is, is a really great idea just to find another coach. Um, but also we, we, we always say start with some education and start with something simple. You're not asking them to go and, and find you a full ride scholarship. You're asking for their opinion and, and a little bit of support and field levels tools allow coaches to do that without you know, piling a whole bunch of extra work on them. Yeah, Brent, I think you brought up a great point when you said, you know, finding the right fit because, uh, and I think, you know, social media plays a, a, a kind of a role in this too is, Everyone just wants to go to that really big school, and I just think you know it's going to be such a better experience for the player if they go somewhere where they have a chance to play um, all four years or three years, you know, or, or just even even if they you know that maybe they don't play as much their first year because I don't know about you, but I mean, sitting the bench isn't fun even if you're at a you know a, a really big school or whatnot. So I think finding the right fit is is really important. And uh, more so now than ever, you don't have to go to a, a huge school, a Division One school, uh, to get drafted um, because of technology, because of social media, because of all that stuff. So my what I tell the players that I work with is don't don't worry about going to the biggest possible school. Like I know it's going to sound great that you you know go and tell all your friends you're committed to Vanderbilt, but. You get down to Nashville and you, and you sit the bench for a couple of years. I mean, who who really cares? Yeah, no, I I, I think that's a it's a really great point. And what we tell athletes too is that you sh- you need to keep your mind open to all sorts of levels. I mean, there's some there's some really great Division three baseball out there. Oh yeah, I mean, there are teams out there that have you know amazing players and you know that that can compete with some of these. Uh, you know, division two, even division one teams, because there's the talent is just spread all over these different levels. And I agree with you just because, you know, the, the brand name, you, you know, seen the logo on TV. Um, you know, a lot of athletes don't know that maybe the best fit for them is a school that's that's, you know, a half hour away from their from their home that's at a division two level or NAI school that has an amazing program that has produced some pro talent. And you're absolutely right. You don't have to go to a big time division one school to get drafted. There are athletes that, you know, especially in the sport of baseball can, can go to the the two year um, college route. They call them community colleges out here in California, but you know, the NJCAA, they have a division one, division two, division three, all those levels all over the country have tons of talent. And sometimes it's an athlete that, you know, maybe even got drafted out of high school, wants to take another year and, and go play some JUCO ball and, and you know, learn how to weightlift and, and start playing against some top talent so that they can improve their draft position. You know, sometimes it's athletes that just are maturing a little bit later and, um, you know, they'll, they'll go to a D2 school and, and play there for three or four years and then get drafted. There, there are a lot of different routes to, to make it to the next level in, in, in sports here. And so I, I completely agree with that. And we tell athletes, you got to keep your mind open and not just focus in on the on the brand big brand name schools. Um, how many college coaches um, are on field level? 
So right now we have close to 65,000 coaches. And that's that spans across, that goes from all the way from the pro ranks. So there's area scouts on for pro teams um, and people on scouting staffs there that are using field level as a, as a cross-checking platform down to the college level, uh, four-year um so four-year colleges, we have NCAA Division One, Two, Three, and NAI, and then Canadian um, colleges as well, and then also the two-year, uh, the NJCAA, the CCCAA, the NWAC, which is up in the uh, the Northwest, and, and then all the way down to the high school and club levels. And so that that's that makes up the bulk of the coaches that are on the platform, uh, probably in the you know a little over forty thousand. Can you tell if some of them are more active than others on there? Oh, absolutely. I think that being active on the platform is is our key metric and you know in the sport of baseball okay there's 96 percent of college teams have a have a coach that's registered with our platform on our platform and we're in the low 70s percent of them are active meaning they're actually in the system getting in there messaging coaches looking at profiles watching video and so being active is is critical because just because they sign up and they and they have a they have a you know, a presence on the platform, if they're not actually using it, then we don't want to tell the athlete, Hey, there, there's potentially an opportunity at school for you or tell a high school coach, Hey, look, you can connect with this coach and start sending them players because if they never get a, you know, if they never confirm that connection or if they're never reviewing player profiles, then once again, it's just sort of this, we never want to be in the business of, of producing false hope for an athlete. And so sometimes that's what I see is that athletes will say, well, every single college is on this you know, this service over here. And what they're really saying is, well, every single college has an email address that's tied to it, but are they using it? And using it is, is what's really important. And so we work hand in hand with a lot of coaches when we're designing and evolving our software to basically say, okay, what is it that's going to make sure that you're not getting spammed, that every time you're signing in, you're getting some sort of value. And that's how we evolve the platform. So, you know, activity is, is huge for us. So if I if I heard that correctly, out of the college coaches, seventy percent are low in the low seventies are active. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's, in, that's in, impressive. In, in, in baseball, well, baseball is our first sport. We, we've been around for a long time. You know, we we launched the network in two thousand thirteen, and that was you know we started actually solely in baseball, and and part of the the focus of um of the network was to say, look. Let's go out and let's make sure that, you know, we started in a lot of the two-year programs. So California and Arizona uh, junior colleges, we basically sat down with them and said, look, help us with your, your sort of second-tier player, not your top D1 type guy that's that's getting drafted, but who's the guy that's going to be, you know, the, the player that's going to take a lot of energy to actually get placed. We want that kid to get onto our system and we started producing opportunities for them in D2 and NAI schools all over the, the country. And gradually they started entering their, their top players on and the D1 started coming on. And then we started branching into high schools and the, the network has really grown organically in the sport of baseball, which is why it's, which is why there's a, a lot of activity there. How often are you aware of uh, someone uh, finding a player um, on field level? Well, the way um, the way that we look at it is when an athlete ultimately commits, what they'll do is they'll log their commitment on field level, and we'll be able to actually 
look at that commitment and see if that player was actually discovered by that school on field level. And so mm-hmm. oftentimes we'll be able to look at that history and say, okay, this player, um, you know, started targeting that school, got an introduction through their coach. The profile was reviewed. The pro the videos were watched. The athlete got followed by that school, meaning that they're tracking all that player's updates. You know, as that player started updating information, we started seeing that every time they would add a new video, that school would watch that video. They'd go back and start to communicate with their coaches. They started messaging that athlete. And then ultimately that athlete commits there. For us, we say there's a pretty good chance that we were we were really involved in the discovery of that athlete. And so the 2018 class that that sort of has wrapped up um, on field level of all the commitments that got logged, there were 50, there were 72,000 athletes in that particular class, 15,000 commitments that were logged. And when they logged, they get logged. We also look at what scholarships were produced. So there's $50 million of scholarship money produced for that class. And $14 million of that scholarship money was directly tied to that athlete being discovered on field level. And so we're always looking at those metrics to figure out what's our success rate and what sort of opportunities are we creating. And it's not just about scholarships. It's, it's also about athletes finding great schools and being able to, you know, have an advantage um, as they as they try to make a decision and they're, they have a, a lot of different, you know, potential offers and opportunities. And so we're, but we, we track our success metrics. Um, when you, when it comes down to dollars and cents, we can, we can look at it in that way. Now, isn't there rules? Um, um, isn't there rules in place, um, when contacting coaches or coaches contacting players? Yeah, there are. So, I mean, field level in, you know, I, I talked about 2008 was when we launched field level. You know, field level started out as a data management system for college teams to actually track and manage all their recruits and manage their network of, of coaches that were sort of their their information that they were gathering on players. And what we did build into the system during that time was a lot of uh, the contact rules so that staffs could help coordinate their communication with prospects and make sure that they weren't committing any of these violations because a lot of coaches were committing violations by just the lack of communication among a staff. A college coach would, would call a kid and then another coach would call them you know, later on that afternoon not knowing that there had been a call earlier. And There's rules about how many times you can contact a player per week, at what age you're able to contact a player. And those rules are, are different for every single sport. And there's all sorts of you know, contact periods, quiet periods, dead periods, and, and what can you actually do there. And so, yes, there are rules and, and they're, they're very detailed. But at the end of the day, the, the high school coach or an athlete's coach can communicate with a college coach at any time. Mm, okay. and, an ath- and an athlete can also reach out to a college coach at any time. So even as a sophomore, if you're an athlete and you're saying, gosh, I'm not getting any calls from colleges, well, that's because you're too young. They can't contact you yet. But if you want to talk to your coach and your coach starts to reach out to them and the college coach goes, yeah, we're interested in this particular athlete, you know, fantastic. You know, we'd love to have them out at, you know, one of our camps or, or whatever it is, or, you know, hey, when this athlete gets to this, this age, we'd love to set up an official visit. What you can also do is you can say, well, when are you guys going to be in your office? And, uh, you know, I'd like to tell my player um, when you'd be there because, you know, he'd like to reach out. And oftentimes it's happening like that where an athlete will be able to call a staff's office and say, 
you know, hey, coach, you know, glad you were around. My high school coach said that you'd be around here. Wanted to introduce myself. Wanted to talk to you a little bit. I love your program. You know, this is the research I've done. I, I know the conference that you guys play in. You know, I know the history of your school. I, I think it would be fantastic. You know, I know the players that you have on your roster here. Are you recruiting any middle infielders? Because that's what I play. And uh, that that conversation can start a lot that way. But yes, there are definitely rules, and it's it's complicated and. And uh, every coach at the college level, especially the D1 level, is aware of the rules. And um, it's sometimes frustrating for, for parents and athletes because they're they're wondering why there's why they're not being called. Um, and oftentimes that's the case. So I'd say you can leverage your coach and, and work with your coach because the rules don't apply to, to athletes, coaches. So how do all these um, underclassmen get scholarship offers if the coach can't contact them? Well, they can contact the athletes can contact the, the colleges and then their coaches can too, you know, so, so you work with athletes and, you know, next thing you know, you're getting messages from some athlete from some colleges saying, um, Hey, you know, I noticed one of your players and I read your assessment and I watched some of the video here and I think this would be a great player for our program. And, and we're looking to, you know, we're looking to bring on a top tier player like this, you know, is the athlete interested? You can respond. Yeah. You know, I, I spoke with him. He's interested. Um, they'd say, well, you know, come out to one of our recruitment camps or, or, or let's, you know, you, you could say, you know, hey, can my athlete give you a call sometime? And so that communication can start happening young uh, if it's set up the right way. So if I'm when I'm making my profile on field level, what are the most important um, things I need to fill in or upload uh, to make it more likely a, um, a coach will want to contact or, you know, want something to do with me? Got it. So the, the most important aspect of an athlete's profile is their college or their high school or club coaches certification. And we call it a certification. What it really is is a private athletic evaluation and projection. So let, let's say that you have a player on your team. The player signs up and ropes you on and says, hey, you know, hey, coach, would you be my advocate, be my be my reference on field level? You say, sure. You sign up and you um, you basically see that athlete's profile. Well, what you're tasked with doing is writing up a paragraph about this player. So you might say, Hey, this player is one of the best athletes to come through our program. You know, he's continuing to progress, you know, his velocity, you know, he's, he's, he's sitting high eighties, you know, he's touched, you know, 91 a couple times. Um, you know, he's working on some of his changeups, whatever it is. And, and you write that, write up that assessment and then you project that athlete. I think they'll have most success at the D one D two and NAI levels, or maybe the D one. And, you know, there's, there's, potential for this athlete to go the JUCO route. You can sort of, you know, put in that designation. So that information is actually private. It can only be seen by the college coaches. It can't be seen by the athletes and parents. And the reason why field level does that is so that you as an athlete's coach can be honest. And that's what the college coaches want to hear. And and they don't want the pressure of the parents and the athletes and everything there. They want to hear what is your honest evaluation of this particular player. Oh, I like so that. That's, I like that. that that's going to be a major part of the athlete's profile. Now, from the athlete's profile themselves, the moment that that athlete and you become wired up, well, you can add to the athlete's profile. So maybe you have some videos you know, that you've posted to YouTube or something. You can clip those right in. Maybe you're using some sort of uh, stats system and, and you know, some tracking. You can drop those links into the athlete's profile. And so it's important for them to put in their media, so their video and any sort of links to – um, you know, maybe they've shown up in some news clippings or maybe they have some, uh, they've gone to, you know, some sort of testing thing and they, and they, they have some information. You add all that in, but from an athlete standpoint, when a college coach goes in and search searches, they want to see that the athlete has actually put together their full profile. And it's not very difficult to do. You put in a headshot, 
You put in all your information. You put in your academics, your test scores, um, your transcripts, if you if you have them. If you, if you had test scores, uh, you put in hobbies and interests. You put in athletic honors and achievements. They want to see that the athlete has actually taken some time to present themselves well. And our system gives you a, a setup guide. And you can basically go through the steps to make sure that you have everything set up. And college coaches definitely search by athletes that have full profiles. And so if an athlete is on field level right now and and they don't have a full profile, well, they might be missing out on some opportunities. Because when a college goes in and search, they might say, I want to look at athletes that um, you know, have this GPA and you know, above this GPA and, and they have video in their profile and um, you know, the coach is a connection of mine, whatever it is. They'll run their search. They'll start looking at a bunch of athletes. And so it's important for that athlete to get everything that they can in. Is there a certain year, like junior year, sophomore year, senior year what's the most important year that you found that uh, kids need to be on this yeah so it's it's starting earlier and earlier as far as just active recruitment is going um, you know right now uh, the sophomores on our platform are are getting are getting some attention but I'd say that the the first time that an athlete should really be focusing on the recruitment side is the moment they make varsity. Um, or the start of their, you know, late sophomore year, uh, late sophomore year, start of their junior year. And so when you're thinking about making it to the next level, it's important to stay focused, you know, right when you get into high school, it's, an, it's, an, it's important to stay on top of your grades and it's important to start evolving your skills and especially the, the physical nature of this, you know, as you start weightlifting, as you start training, as you start improving your skills and, and dialing in, um, you know, d- dialing in all, all of your hitting and throwing, but the moment that you get to that varsity level is the moment that you should be prepared to be seen by college coaches. And so we tell parents all the time, they'll come on and say, well, you know, you just made the freshman team and we'll say, okay, that's great. But you need to understand that you're the goal for you right now is to really start to understand, um, you know, what do I want to do at the college level? What sort of academics am I interested in? And how can I improve my skills so that I can make varsity and put myself in a position to be seen by college coaches? There's a lot of sort of research and preparation that needs to happen early on. The moment you make varsity, that's when, you know, it's, it's game time. You, you can be seen by a college coach at any time. They could be showing up at one of your practices. They could be seeing you at some sort of um, tournament. Uh, you need to be prepared to, to showcase yourself. Awesome. Brent, great stuff, man. I love what you guys are doing out there. Um, like I said, I get questions all the time, and that's why I really liked, uh, really wanted you guys to come on on the show because I think what you guys are doing are um, is really good, man. So, again, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. And, you know, if you keep getting questions, you know, have me back on. We'll, we'll, we'll dig into them a little bit deeper. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. Thanks so much. Yep.